everybody welcome back to the music matters media podcast i'm lisa and i'm eric and today i'm very very excited about this episode today we are going to be speaking about moose blood and we're going to be discussing their new album and a concert that we recently just saw we saw them at irving plaza on march 15th and yeah i'm really excited about this all right so let's get started and talk about the concert first So, you know, we've been planning this for a while, and we were really excited about this about the show. We had been discussing it, and obviously discussing the album and what we thought it would be like. So, you know, we were really, really excited and anticipating this concert. And I was just super, super happy to be able to see them again after seeing them uh, last year, was it? Um, two years ago. At two this years point. ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. I know. Time flies. Yeah. We back um, then. Blush didn't even come out yet. When we, yeah. When we, we saw them for the very first yeah, time. Yeah. We uh, they barely played what a song or two off of Blush. Yeah, just the singles. Yeah, exactly. So pretty much everything else, like ninety to ninety-five percent of their set list, was from "I'll Keep You in Mind" from time to time. They've come such a long way. Yeah, I'll absolutely. keep you in mind from time to time. Came out in twenty fourteen. Blush came out in 2016, and now this year we have I Don't Think I Can Do This Anymore, 2018. And we will absolutely be talking about that later, for yes, sure. Yes, yes. So let's For just, now, let's, let's dive into the concert. Absolutely. So what did you think about the concert? What did you think about the venue, the set list, the band? I want to hear all your thoughts. So the venue is one we've been to. Uh, well, I've been to it two times before. Um, and it's, it's absolutely so far one of my favorite venues to be at. The atmosphere at that venue is always awesome. The crowd is always awesome. And I was really happy to be able to see them at that venue just because of, uh, previous concerts and the kinds of energy that I've experienced. Oh, there. totally. And it's such a nice space. Absolutely. And it's in a, it's also in a very nice part of the city as well. Yeah. It's a perfect concert atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the venue itself was awesome. Uh, the band played amazingly well. And even the opening acts were also very good, too. Yeah, let's... Okay, so let's talk about that first. Okay, we'll so... We'll talk the, about the opening act. The first band we saw is a band called McCafferty. I believe they are from Ohio. Uh, this was the first time... My first time ever seeing them. Mine, too. And they totally blew me away. They're this really awesome punk rock band. But, uh, you know, just with an unconventional type of sound, my opinion. Who do you think they sound like, if you can describe their sound Hmm. and relate it to another existing band? You know, that's really tough. Because I haven't really heard a band like them before. 
but at the same time, I, I did tell you that night that the guy's voice, you know, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the singer of Rise Against in terms of his singing style. Right. Like he's not, he's not hardcore or anything, not at all. Matter of fact, he kind of, uh, his, his style of singing is kind of like Bob Dylan in the sense that he talks a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but then totally. He also, but then he also can sing as well. So he kind of does both. He switches between both. Totally. Throughout, throughout and I, I really love um, his sense of humor too yeah, yeah, in between absolutely. songs. And He's uh, very, very uh, engaging with the crowd. Definitely. And, Got the, uh, and the crowd too. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you and I really noticed was the crowd was going nuts for them. Yeah. Like you could. Like, they already had a growing fan base yes. in the crowd. And I, I actually did some digging into this band because they, I was sold on them after seeing them uh, that night. Uh, I did a little digging into them, and I found out that these guys formed in 2011, I believe. Wow, okay, so they've been around for a couple of years now. Yes, and the singer has, you know, he was doing his own thing before joining, before forming this band, rather. And um, it was a different type of music altogether, but then he decided to switch gears and play punk rock with these guys. And I found out that prior to this show, they had uh, broken up a couple times. They were on and off. Gotcha. So it was it was. A very cool surprise to see that they're back together, knowing now about that. And they're, they put out a new album, too, or they're going to, rather, mm -hmm. this week. So that's pretty exciting. Do you know when the release date for that is? Or No, I mean, it should be this uh, coming Friday. Nice. And uh, as for their previous work, I actually bought two of their records while, while I was at the show. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I bought an EP and I bought their first full-length album called Beach Boy. Haven't gotten the chance to listen to it yet, but obviously some of the songs that they played were from that album. Mm -hmm. And from what I heard, I really loved it. So I'm really excited for that. That's another thing. They were extremely nice guys. They stayed after to uh, yes, to meet after. people. I got to you know have uh, my record signed by them, which is really awesome. Yeah, they signed people's stuff. You get to take a picture with them. Really cool dudes, really down to earth. Yeah, absolutely. And they seem really friendly. Oh yeah, for sure. And and they also seem really thankful, which I love that they were very yeah, uh, thankful the fact that you bought their stuff and and gave them a chance. So I yeah. thought that was great as well. So they yeah. were the opening opening act, and then we had the band Lydia. Yes, they were not what I was expecting. They're a different style, definitely yes, a different absolutely. style of music. But I also learned too that uh, a lot of people were there for them. Yes, believe it absolutely. or not, a lot of people just came to to see them. Um, rather than just seeing Moose Blood. So yeah. they definitely have a loyal fan base as well. Yeah, that's one thing I really loved about that night, that I kind of feel like every band got an equal amount of support and love from the audience. Right, it wasn't just like they, they brushed off the opening bands, like yeah, how it yeah, typically exactly. is, where it's just like, all right, get on with it. We want, we're waiting for the main yeah, yeah. people Or to come it on. wasn't just like, you know, you love one band, but then you don't like the other one. Yeah, they all know. were equally um, talented. And they just were different styles of music. And I think there's something there for everybody for, for each of their, you know, tastes. So Absolutely. I think uh, all bands definitely deserve to be um, checked out. You know, if you haven't heard of them, go check them out. Go give them a listen. Give it, give it a try. Absolutely. Because you never know. Absolutely. Um, they all did really well live, too. Oh, yeah. Because sure. you know that's my main thing. My yeah. main thing is how can a band speak to me live? It's totally different when you sit down, you listen to their studio work and 
whatever. But when you see them live, that's when it you're really sold, in my opinion, is how well they carry themselves live and how they can yes, work a crowd. Absolutely. And um, what's their vocals really like, you know, what the range is and, and do they sound how they sound on the record. Yeah, of um, course. A lot of things play into detail. Yeah. With that. One thing specifically I found out about uh, about McCafferty is that I kind of feel like they sound a little heavier live. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's just me. I haven't had a chance to listen to both the records I, I bought, but I did notice that the the EP that I bought, which is the green record that you saw at the merch table. Yeah, that's another thing. They sold really, really um, pretty variants yeah, of the yeah. records. So that record that you saw, I, it's more acoustic-based, I think, mm-hmm. with the exception of the first song. Mm. But, you know, other than that, you know, they, they're pretty much... They they pretty much sound the same on the record as as they did on stage. That's great. Yeah. And um, with Lydia too, they also stayed and and met people and and signed stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, so, the singer from Lydia was right next to to them. Yeah. You know? So I thought that was really cool because they don't have to do that. You exactly. know, they can just go right back to the tour bus or backstage and hang out backstage. But um, all the bands were really inviting and uh, they socialized with the crowd and with, yeah, and with the fans afterwards and. And to me, that always earns bonus points in my book. So. Of course. And, you know, uh, the guys in McCafferty, especially the singer, just they just, uh, you know, seem like the kinds of guys that you would just love to hang out with yeah. you know, on, on, yeah. any, on any day of the week. They were super friendly and super relatable. Yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, you didn't look at them like untouchable, you know, yeah, yeah. people. You looked at them like, oh, you know, they're just your average everyday dudes that you can just hang out with and have a conversation with exactly which was really really cool but now getting to the main uh event let's talk about moose blood how did you feel about seeing them live again dude and their performance and their set list and i want to hear all your thoughts oh my god like the first time i saw them live which was two years ago i I didn't really know what to expect because the only song you had shown me was swim down and you know you told me uh, listen to this song and let me know what your opinion is. And I said, I, I like it. You know, I, I like the sound. I like how simplistic it is. It's, you know, it, it, uh, it sounds very straightforward. There's not too much bullshit on it, if any. And uh, I also remember telling you I love the Nirvana reference at the end. So then we went to see them live. And that was my very first time ever seeing them live. My first time listening to their music aside from just one song. Yeah, that was in 2016 at Webster Hall. Yes. So that was cool. That was fun. Which is not too far from Irving Plaza, thankfully. But uh, yeah, I I fell in love with them. And after Blush came out, you know, I I definitely got more and more addicted to them. And uh, I went back and listened to I'll Keep You In Mind. So by the time we went to this show, I was already caught up with... Uh, you were ready. <laughs> yes. The only the only thing I haven't listened to is the Moving Home EP. Okay. But, uh, you know, I've I've heard from people on YouTube that it's got some pretty awesome gems on it oh, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, this show, listening to them now, seeing them live now, definitely a much better experience than the first time because this time I knew the lyrics and... You can bet I was absolutely... Oh, yeah, you you were singing your heart out. We both were. Not to everything, because I don't know every single song. But, you know, my favorite ones I definitely memorized, and I kept on on singing my heart out. Uh, I actually have a kind of a scratchy throat. I know you can't really hear it, but I feel it. Like, you heard me. My voice was a little gone after the show. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's how it usually is when you scream your heart out to the lyrics. Yeah, but, you know, I I definitely sang my heart out to songs like Freckle, Knuckles. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So so the crowd was the super crowd rowdy, was insane, man. super rowdy, which was which was great. Yeah, absolutely. you got people crowd surfing, you got mosh pits, you mm-hmm. got the whole nine yards. You got people banging against each other. People are screaming their heart out. Yeah, you know, it it was just it was great. It was yes, a great experience. Absolutely. Um, I think I think two of my absolute uh, favorite songs to hear live, and you know, it you you kind of have that moment where you're, where you're just like, I can't believe it's happening. I'm listening and singing along with it live. Uh, at least to me, were the songs uh, "Gum" and "Cherry." Yeah, I love, love, love "Cherry" live. Yeah, and you can tell that that one means like the most, or at least it's up there in his yes, list. Absolutely. Uh, and of, of actually, can story. I can I let you in on a little secret? Well, it's not going to be a secret anymore after this, because okay. <laughs> uh, you know I'm going to tell you, and then everyone's going to know about it. Okay. And you know what? If you think I'm being overly sensitive for this, screw you. <laughs> You're not human. If uh, if this doesn't happen to you at least once with uh, one of your favorite songs. Uh, when he sang Cherry, I actually teared up a little. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, just, it, it's an extremely emotional song. And yes. uh, among um, many that they have, but it's an extremely emotional song. It's like a kick in the chest. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's definitely up there, one of my favorite songs of Blue's Blood ever yeah. because of just... You know, oh, it just means so much. It's such a yeah. sentimental song. And Even the first time I heard it two you years can tell. ago, I was like, wow, I did not expect this from, from Mooseblood, you know? Yeah, and, and you can tell um, that it means a lot to the lead singer. Yeah, Eddie thanked the crowd like three times. <laughs> yeah. Because we were all singing along with it. Right, there was not course. a there was not a single person that was quiet during that song. That's another thing we forgot to mention. So he was actually sick. When yes, when he came he, out on stage, it, this time it was his turn to lose his voice. <laughs> yeah, right. And, I um, felt his pain. Anybody who listened to our Warp Tour episode two episodes ago will know that I lost my voice pretty badly. Yes, sounded and, like complete crap. So when he came out and he said that he was sick and that he lost his voice, I totally felt for him. Yeah, absolutely. But what what made me. Um, gain even more respect for him was the fact that he didn't cancel the show. He could have easily canceled the show. Everybody could have got a refund and gone home. Yeah, but absolutely. instead he powered through it. Yeah, and even the times that he couldn't get, um, you know, any any vocals out, he would let the crowd take care of it. And yeah, like, and he was happy about that because we knew that we had his back. Right. Exactly. You know? And I'm just really, really thankful that he still decided to go through with it and and powered through. Absolutely. The whole set. Because I, w- I would have been so bummed out if it was canceled because yeah, of, of him being sick. And I also think that, uh, I, I don't remember what song uh, he was singing, but I'm pretty sure it was one of the new ones. He, you know, like I saw the the look of surprise on his face when he heard the crowd singing. It was almost as he was, it's almost as if he was thinking, wow. They know the lyrics already. Yeah, I have. Even... I have that on video. It was actually, <laughs> yeah, it was actually to the song "Can We Stay Like This." Yes, there you go. I got it on video. Yeah, like you could tell by the look on his face. He's like, "Wow, already this album hasn't even been out, you know, a week yet." Yeah, it was amazing look on his face. Yeah, absolutely. So from the set list, um, the set list had nineteen songs. Nineteen. Yeah, kind of, wow. kind of a random number. It didn't even feel that way. Yeah, I got it because you know what it is. You enjoy it so much. That yeah, it's like one after the other, and you're just like you lose count after a while. But you're just like, oh, I'm sure it's not that much, right? You know? No, yeah, they played nineteen songs. 
They played um, six off of I'll Keep You In Mind. Mm -hmm. They played seven off of Blush. So they almost played Blush in its entirety because Blush only has 10 songs. And they played six off of their new record, I Don't Think I Can Do This Anymore. That's crazy. That's a very good set list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What were your favorite songs to hear live? Oh, my God. Besides Cherry. Well, yes, Cherry, Gum, for sure. You know, the intro to that song gets me every time. Um, Freckle knuckles honey for sure um yeah honey else? and knuckles get the crowd going oh oh my god i'm, I'm blinking out on the uh oh there you go pastel nice yeah pastel. nice um definitely swim down for sure mm-hmm. bukowski oh another thing that i wanted to add to which i thought was really cool is um just visually i don't know if you noticed this but they had the lights according to whatever song yes, whatever yeah, album yeah I know. They were playing, so the album artwork... Matched the colors of the lights. Right, matched the colors of the lights of whatever album they were playing. So if they played I'll Keep You In Mind, it was like yellow and orange type of lights. If it was blush, it was pink. And if it was off of the new record, it It was was blue. blue. Yeah, yeah. Which was really, really cool. I thought that that was really well thought out. Yeah, I noticed that. To have it visually match, you know, the Mm -hmm. the vocals. So I thought that was really cool. Um, They kick ass live. Um, even, even despite him being sick, they still really powered through and it was like really kick-ass show. He, Absolutely. he gave his all and he sang when he could. And even when he, you know, lost his voice completely, then the crowd took over. Yeah. And absolutely. you really didn't, after a while, you kind of forgot that he was sick. Yeah, of course. You know, because and it, you could tell that all of them were having a blast on stage. Yeah. They were all smiling. They all couldn't believe the reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Props to the new drummer. He was fantastic live. Yeah, that's another thing I wanted to touch upon. The new drummer, I love the new drummer. I think he's a great addition. And uh, he really did a good job live. Yes. Um, you know, memorizing all the songs. And he just hit hard. And, and he was, you could tell. Yeah, absolutely. The, the difference in between drummers. So uh, mm-hmm. kudos to him. And uh, and you can also tell on the album the difference between drummers. So oh, yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm glad that they that uh, they got him on board. And, uh, yeah, he, he was great live. He was definitely... Yeah, and he's um, definitely got a really awesome stage presence, you know? Yeah, he uh, like I said, I th- think he definitely um, earned his spot. Yeah, for sure. Within the band. And uh, it shows. It definitely yeah, shows. Yeah, in such a short amount of time, yes. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. So do you have any other commentary about the about the concert? I just think it was an awesome night. Um, I'm glad we got a lot of merch. Oh, yeah. That's that another thing. Cool. They had a lot of uh, merch options as far as T-shirts, and they had hoodies, and they had um, pins, and they had, most importantly for, for record collectors, they had a special tour variant that you could get of the new record. Yes, that very is, beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. Um, so if you're a record collector, I'd highly recommend you get your hands on that. Super Absolutely. limited. Yes. Um. And yeah, they had a lot of cool stuff at the merch tables. Even oh, yeah. even for the other bands too, they had really nice oh, yeah, looking variants sure. of the records and uh, cool shirts and stuff like that. So if you guys get a chance to go on the tour, um, yeah, go, make sure you bring some cash with you if you got it. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else, Eric? Overall, it was just an amazing night, and you know, it, it just. This time around, it felt just so much more meaningful and so much better to, 
to see them live because I I familiarized myself with them and I was able to enjoy myself a lot more than the right. first initial time. Right. I love the show. At this point for me, it's been three times seeing them live and they never disappoint. Oh, yeah. I just sure. love their material so much. I think that they give 110% in their live performance. And now with the new drummer, uh, I really, really like the new drummer a lot. Yeah, me and, too. And uh, I like the style, the way that he plays. I like the his presence on stage. And uh, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about Moose Blood. Yeah, me too. So let's dive in to their new record, okay? We are going to do a track-by-track review of the record. I don't think I can do this anymore. The The record has 11 songs, and I think it's around 37 minutes long. Yeah, it's a, it's a very easy listen. Very easy listen. Um, let's just dive right into it, okay? okay? The first song, Have I Told You Enough. Love that song. You know, I just thought, uh, when I first tried it as a single... You know, I thought it it definitely sounded a little different than their previous work, for sure. And you know, I, I it's it's a it's a very awesome song, but at the same time, it's a little uh, a little depressing in terms of the lyrics, just because you kind of uh, get the feeling that there's something somber going on. But overall, I I really love how loud the song is. The minute the drums start, it just sounds so awesome. The main riff that he plays, everything is great about it. I think it's a great opening track. I think it's a great way to start off the record. Absolutely. Um, His vocals are very good as well. Vocals are great. Um, I love the lyrics of the song. It's very catchy. Yes. And it's very easy to sing along to. It's definitely one that the crowd um, can can vibe with. Like, it's a good choice to to play live. And, yeah, I I wrote all the songs down, and I starred this one (laughs) as being... uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, my, me too. So, definitely yeah, definitely a great opening track and a good way to kick off the record. All right, the second track is Talk In Your Sleep. Love that one as well. Uh, that's the very first song we both heard off of this new album. Yes, I think that was the first single that came out. Yes, and when I first heard it, I definitely thought that it uh, continued the type of sound that was heard on, on Blush. Yeah, I agree with that because you can tell the sound changed um, between when they the, they were um, in the I'll Keep You In Mind from Time yes. to Time era to when they signed to Hopeless Records and then created Blush. You yes. couldn't tell the difference. Between yeah, that. I kind of feel like Talk In Your Sleep was a continuation of that. I agree. However, at the same time, I don't know if you felt this way, but I kind of felt like, uh, you know, it was a promise of uh, other things to come as well. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely did not think that... Uh, that uh, this album was going to be another. Uh, I don't. I didn't think it was going to be Blush Part Two. I mm-hmm. thought there would definitely be traces of Blush throughout it, but I definitely thought it was going to be its own separate thing. For me, I also have this song starred. I really like this one. <laughs> I really like this one. I'm glad that they opened with this at the concert. Yeah, I thought that was definitely. really cool. Um, it was the first single that we both heard, like we both said, um, and it definitely made me. When I first heard it, it made me get stoked on this album, you know, because I think that has a lot to do with 
whether people give a shit or not, if you release a couple singles and people aren't feeling the vibe of those singles, it kind of ruins, you know, it puts a damper on the whole release yeah, of the record sure. because then they don't give the rest of the record a chance. Mm-hmm. So I think bands have to be very careful of what they pick and choose or what the label lets them pick and choose. Yeah, of course. Um, because yeah, choosing, the singles mean a lot when, they, yes. when they're coming out. You know, it's, a, it's a, basically a sneak peek to get the vibe of what the rest exactly. of the record is going to be. So I think it was a great choice to pick this song. I really like this. Out of the singles that came out, um, I really enjoyed this one yeah, a lot. Yeah, me too. So um, after this one, the third track is called Just Outside. I absolutely love that one. Just love the, you know, the faster pace of it and just the, just the more punk attitude to it. And I also really love the lyrics as well. You know, I, I definitely love the... I, I, I didn't really understand like immediately what the message of the song was but um i don't know i I felt that the song was also very catchy and i love the main riff to it as well okay so for me you're gonna be surprised by this but this is actually my least favorite song off the whole record really yeah um just outside to me uh i've listened to this record over and over and over since it came out it, uh, for anybody who's listening right now, it came out last Friday, which was March 9th. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so anybody listening to na- listening to this right now, we've had a chance to really go through this record a couple yeah, times. Yeah, we've had the chance to soak it all in. Right. So I've listened to this record pretty much front to back on repeat for a while now, um, just to make sure that I get a feel for each song individually and the record as a whole. Mm-hmm. So this um, would be your least favorite. This is definitely my least favorite song. To me, this song feels like a filler track. Mm. Um, I the lyrics don't really um, that's, that's hit the me. Only, that's the only issue I have with it. Like I love it musically in terms of its musical structure. I definitely think it's a very energetic song. But lyrically, though, I I can't really get my head around it. To me, it's just like a filler track. You know, I mean, the track itself kind of feels like a conversation. Um, or a private conversation that we're not yeah, in yeah, on, you exactly. know? Exactly, and you're, you're kind of like, well, who's who, you know? Right, so for me, it just didn't hit me as hard, and I just kind of, if there's one track that I would skip while listening to this record all the way through, it would be that song. Yeah, t- but to me, I, I they like also, it. But you know. they also played that song live, and I know when they played yeah, it live, yeah. mm-hmm. you were going nuts to it. Like, you I were was. like, oh my God. I didn't know every lyric, but I, I, I was definitely going nuts to it. So, so that's good. Yeah, it's it's just the lyrics that I have a slight issue with. But other than that, I, I really love that one. The next track is You Left in the Worst Way. What do you feel about track number four? Definitely hit me <laughs> when I first heard it. Uh, too short. Yes, I, I agree with that. It's, it it's, just kind of ends short. abruptly and you're just like, wait, that's it? You want more. Like, Moose yeah, Bud, yeah. we want more. I love the energy of the song. I love the lyrics of the song and, Me and the meaning behind it. Absolutely. I just wish that it was just a little bit longer. Um, I know you don't agree with this, uh, but I remember when I listened to Blink-182's California mm-hmm. and the opening track, Cynical, it's still one of my favorite songs from that album, mm-hmm. but I remember telling you it's too short. Like I need, I want yeah, more. Yeah, I, I didn't agree with that one just because you know, in, in my mind, it was the perfect intro to the album. I thought it was it, it hit the spot just right. I didn't think it needed more. 
but and, it, and I, for this i have that same exact feeling where i was just like oh my god like i love where they're going in the direction yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah. The, this, of this where time the song's I agree going with you. so i wish that it could have just been a little bit longer yeah you know what it is though i think the reason why i feel like cynical was perfect but this song was too short maybe it's because of the way it was written or the way it was recorded mm -hmm. i kind of feel like with cynical they said exactly what they needed to say in that time frame mm. but with this song i kind of felt like they were going somewhere and then in the middle they were just like okay let's just the stop end. right there yeah <laughs> yeah no i could i could totally see where you're coming from with that um but i really do enjoy this track a lot yeah me too. uh it's a it's a good solid song i just wish it was just a little bit longer and it had a better conclusion yeah exactly but other than that uh this is not one i would skip i would listen to this every time yeah me too so the next one after that the fifth track is all the time uh all the time probably it's hard because there, there's not in my mind there's not a single bad song on this album but but you have you can have a least favorite your entire it, it might be favorite. it might be that one I, I wouldn't say Just Outside is a bad song, by the way, for everybody who's listening. Just personally, it just doesn't connect with me right, personally. Right. So it would, it, therefore, it would be Miley's favorite because right. of the reasons I said earlier. But that doesn't mean that it's a bad song. Like, right. like for example, like you really liked it and you connected with it. I think it's all dependent on the person of, of what they prefer, what they like, what they dislike. Right. So we're not calling any of these songs bad by any means. It's just personal taste. Right. I mean, I'm on the fence with all the time. Okay. And wh like, why is that? Why do you feel like that? I like, like, lyrically, I really do like it a lot. Like, I understand what he's saying with it. But mm -hmm. musically, I'm kind of in that spot where I'm asking myself, does it hold my interest? Does it not? Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. So it's kind of one of those a songs. A hit or miss. Yeah, it's one of those songs where I kind of need to absorb it a little more to figure out whether it really sticks with me or it doesn't. Um, I think the song is okay. I think it serves its purpose. Yes. Um, I don't think it's anything crazy. Like it's not something that I would pick as one of their top tier select. Yeah. Like if I can make my own um hypothetical dream set list, it wouldn't be on that. Yeah, yeah. But at the like same time, I don't think it's their worst song that they ever yes. put out. Like typically on a regular day, I might skip over that one. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. Yes. Okay, so. Now we're getting towards the middle of the album. We got Can We Stay Like This for the sixth track. Awesome song. Love that one. What do you love about it? Just its brutal honesty. You know, the it's it's kind of like he's definitely uh, trying to get to someone or get somewhere with that. And he did say in, in the show that he wrote it about his beautiful wife. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I thought that was so yeah, sweet. Yeah. That mm -hmm. was so sweet. It's just one of those songs where you're just like, ah, oh, I feel I feel your pain, you know. I, I feel where you're coming from with it. And, uh, you know, hearing it live was just, was that same feeling multiplied, you know. So, listeners don't know this, but as the first time I was listening through this album, because you listened to the album before me um, in full. So, mm -hmm. finally, when I got around to listening to it in full, the, just the first time yes. all the way through, I remember texting you and be like, and being like, off the bat, this is my favorite song. Yes, the album. I remember that. 
<laughs> I was like, listen, even I haven't, when, I even haven't gotten, the show, like, even when they started playing it at the show, you looked at me immediately and you're like, yeah, they're playing it. Yeah. I couldn't believe that they were playing it. <laughs> I could not believe that they were playing it. I hoped that they would play it, but because since it's so new and then that's why the look on his face was of, you know, in, in disbelief. Like he's like, holy shit. Like these people already know the words to this song. Right? But as yeah, soon as I listened yeah. to that song, I knew it was going to be a hit. Yeah, me too. I knew it was going to be it. I knew it would, would be like the honey or the knuckles off of Blush or the yeah, swim exactly, down exactly. off of I'll Keep You Mine. I knew that this would be a standout track. Yeah, yeah. Just because of its raw, brutal honesty, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's this hands down. Hands down is my favorite track off of this album. If I can only pick one to to listen to for the rest of my life. This would be the track from this album. And I I'd love like the, the lyrics. Yes, I love absolutely. the instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything about it. I love the message behind it. Uh, I can't even stress how pumped I was and how stoked to see them play this live, especially so soon. Um, and, and the crowd's reaction was exactly how I thought it would be. Yeah, me too. The and crowd speaking, went wild for it. Hell yeah. And speaking of the instrumentation... Um, you know, I, I I think this for the entire album, but on that song, the bass player really blew me away. Yeah, right? I thought the same thing. Like, once once that song came on, I was like, okay, this is, uh, th- this is the point where I'm starting to notice that, uh, you know, I don't think I can do this anymore has its own identity. Because yeah. I, I kind of felt like, you know, obviously with the addition of the new drummer uh, into the mix, I felt like, okay, now they're starting to explore a different territory. I love this song so much. I put three stars next to it when I wrote my notes of songs that I like and don't like. I put stars next to the ones I do like, and then mm-hmm. and and I put three stars next to this one. Like yeah, yeah. check, check, check. Yeah, I love this track. Can't stress it enough. I think it's great, and uh, I was super, super stoked to see them play this live. So, can we stay like this, Moose Blood? If you ever listen to this, please keep that in your set list forever. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Let's hope. All right, so the next one is Pull Me From The Floor. That's the seventh track off the album. I love love that one. Definitely one of the more upbeat songs. And I don't know, man. It's it's such an energetic song. And did they play this one? Uh, Let me look back really quick. I think they did. I'm not too sure. Um, They did not play this one. If you want want me to give a run-through, they played... Talk in your sleep. Mm-hmm, I know that. They played You Left in the Worst Way. They okay. played Just Outside. Mm-hmm. They played Have I Told You Enough. Have they I Told You that. Enough. Yep. And they it's played much. It's Too Much. Okay. And Can We Stay Like This, of course. Yes. Because some of the faster songs sound a little similar to each other. Right, but, right, uh, right. But, you know. It still has to, you still have to, you know, it's only been a short amount of time since the album's been out. Yeah, yeah. March 9th. Mm-hmm. But, um. You know, you still have to have a couple listens yes. through to really distinguish everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I like Pull Me From The Floor because it, lyrically at least, it kind of continues that... Uh, Super relatable song. Yes, it, it kind of continues the same lyrical style from from I'll Keep You In Mind. Yeah, definitely. Like it definitely has that, uh, that uh, feeling of depending on someone else in order to get through your worst days. Yeah, that so was, I, oh my God, that's a great description. Good for you, Eric. That was great. No, I'm <laughs> nice. de- I'm so serious. That's that you couldn't have said it any better. Oh yeah, because I I kind of feel like in general that's uh that's very much a running theme mm-hmm. with a lot of their songs. Um especially on this album. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, you you hear it through. You definitely hear it throughout. Uh, I'll keep you in mind and and blush. So when I heard lyrics like that, I was like, "Oh, cool. You know, it's definitely nice to 
have that back on this album. But at the same time, it's nice to hear it interpreted in a different way. And when I say that, you know, I'm speaking about the music. It's definitely nice to hear a different structure to it. Okay, so the next song is Walk All Day With You. Um, I'd probably say I, I love it, but the lyrics could have been written a little better, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I definitely love the softness of it. Uh, it's very similar to this other song found on Blush. I cannot remember the name of it, though. It's uh, it's the quietest one on the album. It's towards the end. Spring or... or uh... I in think my, it's spring. Yes, spring. Yeah. It's in my mind it's similar to that one. And I I love the way he sings it. I love the lyrics of it, but then at the end it it kind of lost me because I was like, okay, who is he dedicating this song to? I thought, you know, is it is it dedicated to a, a girlfriend or is it dedicated to his mother? I'm not really sure. So towards the end I was left a little bit confused on that, but overall, you know, just like with uh just like with the other song, the only problem I have is with the lyrics, but I really do like this one and I would definitely listen to it again. I love this one. So I'm going to tell you that this is my second favorite song off the album. Very nice. So the reason why I love this song so much is be exactly the reason why you don't uh, like it or not that you don't like it, but why you have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that when I first listened to this song, I thought that he was talking about his wife or romantic too, yes, in a romantic yes. uh, way or yeah, yeah. or relation, and then it throws that curveball at the end, yeah, yeah, saying you know thank you mom, you don't know what's coming. Yeah, you like the twist ending. Basically, yeah, I like the, the twist ending at the end. I like the fact that you think that it's going one way, and then at the end mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, he's dedicating this to his yeah. mother. How yeah, sweet. I, I like that he did that. I love that he did that. I yeah. was just. I guess I didn't like the fact that I was confused <laughs> okay. throughout the song, but I love the song for sure. Right. Like, um, I think w- with more listens, it'll grow on people once they do um, mm-hmm. figure out what the yeah, song yeah. is about. Like initially, I was like, mm-hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. But then after a while, I was like, this is awesome that he did that. To me, I really, really love this song. And uh, it's my second favorite off the album mm-hmm. because of the fact that I love Moose Blood playing slow songs yeah me too this is like that is their specialty they they kick ass in the avenue of writing slow songs yeah just listen to i hope you're miserable i hope you're miserable cherry um spring there's a bunch of them that is fantastic they're just so good at writing slow songs and songs that just have that ability to make your heart swell and burst and in general you know eddie's specialty is his uh confessional honest lyrics Mm -hmm. and that's why i love this song i love that it's dedicated to his mother um Mm -hmm. they also he also has songs dedicated to other family members including his father and stuff like that that was he made a song called pups and that song is off off of i'll keep you in mind and that's one of my favorite songs from that album as well and that's about his father this time around it's about his mother Mm -hmm. um i love that the material is not always relationship based yes and i love the fact that they can kind of take a break from the relationship stuff and focus on something else and uh, i love the song for that i i think that this is a really good slow song and every time i listen i i put it on repeat (laughs) Hmm. i really really like this one a lot so um yeah walk all day with you love it um the next one after that is called such a shame i love that song I love that song too. 
What do you, I just, why do you I love just, it? I just love the energy of it, and I love his vocals. Absolutely, like, I love I love the way he harmonizes. You know the vocals on this on this song. I love the lyrics. I think they're super relatable about kind of taking somebody for granted, taking yes. their their um, friendship, companionship, um, loyalty, trust, etc. Everything for granted of uh, someone really having your back and being there for you. And then turning turning around and being like, you know what, that person did a lot for me and and was there for me when nobody else was. And and I really should thank them for that. Exactly. And that's super relatable. I feel like anybody can relate to that song. Yes. And I love the fact that he does that in the song because obviously that's what a lot of people don't do. Exactly. Nobody, everybody always wants to kind of point fingers exactly and you know nobody ever wants to just admit that they were in the wrong and that they should acknowledge the other person's feelings exactly and and, uh, this song is about acknowledgement yes and it takes guts to do that like it takes it takes guts to do that as it is but you gotta put uh, your pride aside yes and to you know record it in a song and show it to the world I mean, That's why I love the song. It's so raw. It's so real. Yes, it's absolutely. relatable, and uh, the lyrics really hit home. Yes, for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people. Is that the third to last song? Um, yeah. Then we got "Promise yes, Me." The, that's the tenth. That's, that's track. another thing I was going to say about "Such a Shame." I love the rawness of his vocals. Mm-hmm. To me, that song, and you might—I don't know how you'll feel about this—but to me, "Such a Shame" is. Such a shame is to Moose Blood what uh, Left Alone is to Blink-182. Oh, yeah, totally. I in, love in that comparison. Of, in yeah. terms of Eddie's vocals, it's it's like he's desperate to... Uh, to get the point across. Yes, exactly. And that's and that's really what I love about that song. Mm-hmm. And you feel the vulnerability. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, amazing track. Definitely a standout track. Yes. And as for Promise Me, which Promise is the next Me, one. Promise Me, which is the 10th track. This is the second to last track on the album. Fucking love that one. I love, again, for the same reason uh, that I love Such a Shame, I love the way Eddie harmonizes with his own vocals. Yes. And it's just so good from front to back. This is another thing I wanted to point out. I love the fact that this time around, you can hear the drums a lot more, the style of the drums. Yes, absolutely. uh, You can tell the difference between drummers. And also, I love the fact that they're finally using, I know that they've used dual vocals in the past yeah but in this album it's so much more apparent than, yeah, they, than they, previous albums they kind of found out a way to use them better exactly you know because uh-huh. it's very prominent throughout all the album yeah but i kind of i kind of feel like on the songs where the double tracked vocals really stand out you know it's it's like when you listen to them you're just like wow this is exactly what the song needed you know yeah Totally. It just makes the songs that much better. And in my opinion, Promise Me is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just love the way that he perfectly double tracks his vocals right when they need to be. Well, I don't know if it's just him double tracking his vocals or if it's Mark, the hit, um, the guitar player. Mm, singing along? Yeah. I think it's actually him singing along with Eddie in the back. Mm, okay. Because sometimes, sometimes singers do that where th- they harmonize th- with their own vocals. I think in the past they've always had him there. Mm, but it okay. just wasn't as prominent. Now they're mm, finally utilizing that. I see. Where they're meshing their vocals together. Because okay. they do sing. He does sing live with Eddie. Yeah, he, I saw yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, however it is that it's done, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's oh, noticeable. Man. And uh, I love the way that they incorporated that. Even Absolutely. more so than other albums. So Absolutely. Definitely. 
So coming to a close, we have the last track called It's Too Much, which is also a single, which Eric is going to really get into right now about the fact that it was a single. So hit him with your feelings. Go ahead. So as a single, I it's not that I didn't like it, but it was my least favorite. Just because I kind of thought, eh, you know, it's kind of feels a little repetitive. And at the same, and I, I didn't even, I liked it even less that they released it as a single when the entire uh, album came out. Because I noticed, oh, it's the last song on the album. You know, to me, when you release the last song on an album as a single, it's it's kind of like giving away the ending of a movie to me. Oh, I like the comparison. I really don't like that. I, I usually like the very last song on an album to do what it will. You know, whether I end up loving it or whether I end up hating it or whether I end up being somewhere in between. I usually don't like an ending to an album to be spoiled for me ahead of time. But, you know, because what's done is done. Uh, when it was released as a single, I wasn't initially too impressed by it, but I, I didn't give up hope on it. I thought it's good. It's a heavy song. I definitely feel uh, what Eddie is trying to say, but it kind of feels just a little repetitive for me. But then when I heard the entire album as a cohesive work, then it worked for me. I agree. So yeah, we spoke about this um, off the record, but now since we're speaking about it for all of our listeners to hear, I basically told you that it really didn't impress me that much as a single, Mm -hmm. and I don't think it was the right choice to make it as a single. Yes. But when I listened to it as the ending track to close out the album in its entirety, I was like, it fits. This is such a strong ending yes. track. And it made me like the song so much more. Yes, because by then you've had the time to process every other emotion that the album has given you. And it fits so well as a closer. Like exactly. as a standalone track, I wasn't crazy about it. But as a closer to the album to wrap everything up as a whole, I loved it. Exactly. I was like, this is the perfect ending track to exactly. this album. It's like the cherry on top. Yeah, because, exactly. Because by then... You already understand what the album's message is. Mm-hmm. So and when you and they the, closed this live as well. This was the last track that they played live. And how cool was that when... Uh, I don't know if you thought this was cool. I thought this was cool. Uh, when they finished the song and the only one left on stage is Eddie. Yeah. And it's just him strumming his guitar, singing. You know, he's the only one left on stage. Everyone else is just like, well, we already know what we have to do. So let's just get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then he's the only one. And, you know, the only thing he he does is sing is the last line. Right. Says, and then, I think I've had enough. Right. And closes it out completely. Yeah. Like it, it just it was just an awesome thing to see. It was. It was. I really, really like this track as a closer. I even wrote in my lo- notes strong um, ending track. So, yeah, yeah, it, it definitely has its place on the album. As a single, I wasn't crazy about it when I first heard it, and and I was like, why would they make this a single? You know, I didn't understand it. Yeah, exactly. But now I understand it so much more within the context of listening to the whole album. Exactly. And that's why I love listening to albums as a whole, because you appreciate everything, you know, for what it is. As a, you know, you understand everything once it's all put together, and sometimes even when you listen to an album as a whole, sometimes even the songs that you didn't like at first, all of a sudden take on a different meaning. So, Eric, now going back, now that we finished, you know, going track by track of this 11-track album, Mm -hmm. what are your top three favorite tracks off of this album? Promise Me, for sure. Uh, Such a Shame. 
One more, make it count. Make I know, it count. I know. So many good songs on this album. Like I said, there's not a single fucking bad song on this album. <laughs> Which is great. That's a great achievement for the yes, band. Yes, yes. Like they should I, feel proud yeah, about that. Yeah, like I know I said that, you know, I, I pointed out my, my flaws with the other two songs, but I fucking love them all the same. So it makes this even more difficult. Okay. So um, Promise Me. Promise Me, Such a Shame. Such a Shame. You got one more. I'm I'm gonna have to go with Have I Told You Enough? Have I Told You Enough? You heard it here first, people. Those are Eric's top three favorite tracks. It was hard for him to pull it off, <laughs> yes, but he very. did it. He managed to do it. Um, my top three favorite tracks would be Can We Stay Like This? Nice. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Walk All Day With You mm-hmm. and Such a Shame. Nice. Those are my top All three good favorites. Um, what do you think about this album as a whole? What do you think about it um, comparatively to the other two previous albums? How do you feel? So as a whole, it's absolutely a very easy listen. And it's one of those albums where, you know, as much as I love to skip around on the songs, I love listening to it as a whole. You know, I think it's one of those albums that, you know, no matter how many times you listen to it front to back, you don't get tired of it. You know, it's just that good to me. Um, compared to the past two releases, I definitely think it's a continuation of Blush. But yeah. at the same time, it goes into different territory. Uh, in my mind, because of the drummer, you know, I definitely think uh, when you include him in the mix, it kind of uh, changes the songwriting dynamic, but it, in a good way. And I definitely think it definitely changes some things around especially the bass player was absolutely on top of his game on this album i really love i that. agree i agree um the guitar player well the, the playing on the album whether it was eddie or the other guitar player you know definitely had some awesome guitar moments throughout this album you know in terms of lead guitar that was very yeah the awesome. instrumentals were that were was very great. very awesome to hear like, Instr- like instrumentals you, on this album definitely stood out. Yeah. Like you said, the drums were very prominent. Yes. Um, you can tell. You yeah, can tell the not difference. Not just the sound, but the playing, you mm-hmm. know. Definitely. And then seeing him live brought it to life. Yeah, and then absolutely. you can see his style and his presence on stage. And I just, I'm really into the new drummer. I'm glad yeah, that they found him. Absolutely. But, you know, every album is unique in its own way. In my mind, um, I told you about this last time, I'll Keep You In Mind is the most unique album, my opinion. Do you think this album, the new album, I Don't Think I Can Do This Anymore, um, holds up to the other two albums? Absolutely. Okay. I think so. You know, I definitely think that uh, it definitely holds up to them. I don't think you can com- necessarily compare all the, the three, because I think every single one of them has its own goal, its own identity, but I definitely do think that... Uh, it holds up to the first two. For me, I think that there's nothing really groundbreaking on this album. I feel like if if you are a fan of their previous work, you will be a fan of this album. Yeah. Um, but it's not like they, you know, went too completely off of their. Uh, off no, of their not side. at all. Not at all. Um, it's an expansion of blush, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Um, I think it's more alternative rock kind of vibe to it absolutely um but other than that if you like their and enjoy their previous work you'll definitely love this album absolutely you know they didn't take too many risks i would say um they they changed some things around for sure they changed some things around and you can hear subtle and slight differences yes um instrumentally and uh but other than that 
Uh, if you like their previous work, you should definitely give this album a listen. I really love listening to this album all the way through. Me too. And I thought this was a great addition to their catalog. And there's a lot of songs on here that I would love to for them to keep in their set list. So on that note, guys, we want to know your feedback. We want to know how you feel about the album. What are your favorite tracks, your least favorite tracks? How do you feel about this album compared to previous albums? We want to know it all. How do you feel about the new drummer? Um, you can let us know. We're on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. So find us on social media and let us know what you think. And make sure to catch Moose Blood on tour. They just started, so you definitely have a chance to see them. Grab your tickets and enjoy the show. <laughs>